Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Here's a steal by Costin in the neutral zone. Rishot score! Beat Corpusalo low glove and Cleve Costin, who has delivered effective minutes whenever called upon, has regained the lead for Edmonton. It's just insane. I have nothing to say. Just, uh, it's hard to explain. It's really special to play here, to uh, play in front of the, those guys, the fans. Just insane. Cleve Costa, the game winner, <laughs> and then uh, enjoying the uh, fan response and passion in his uh, podium appearance after the game alongside Leon Dreisaitl. Costa and the Oilers back at it tomorrow. They travel today to Los Angeles, 6 o'clock for the face-off show. Game at 8 here on 6.30. Ched, six minutes left in the second period. Rangers lead the Devils 2-1. Kreider has his third of the postseason, came on the power play. As I mentioned, Leafs pounding the lightning tonight. It is 6-1, cracking an avalanche in half an hour, and then in about an hour, the Jets and the Golden Knights. Was there a story there about 2.2 million sledgehammers being recalled? Yes, apparently the heads are flying off of them. Why, what does Peter Gabriel them? think of that? <laughs> no kidding. Or should play that song a little bit later. I don't know if Randy's uh, listening or can hop in. That's going to be one of the more, more strange ones Randy's had to read. I don't know if he's there or not. Wow. I think if he's got his headphones on, he should. Well, be he's probably he, he does have work to do. He doesn't just sit and listen to Inside Sports all night like everybody else. That that is a weird one. Okay. Oh, I'm listening. Oh, that, that, like, there you go. Do you ever read a story and think, how can this be? <laughs> <laughs> Every one of them, practically. Uh, two, yeah. Was it 2.2 million sledgehammers? That's it. 2.2 million of them. I hope you have one in your garage that you're going to send back to get a <laughs> refund. Okay, but this is just, uh, how old are they? Like, how purchased since when? Uh, I have to, I'd have to listen to the story. Okay, sorry, I'm putting no, you on, on no, the spot. Okay. It tells you how closely I was listening to that story. <laughs> no, it's it? okay. It's just, that's, that's one of those... Uh, Weird ones. Yeah. It's, well, hang on one second. Let me just listen. Let's again. play it. Just yeah. play it again. Here's Dave Packer. Let's hear what he has to say. I, because now you've got me really thinking the same. <laughs> Here it is. Here he is. Here he is. 2.2 million sledgehammers have been recalled due to the danger of their heads loosening and detaching. The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission says there are nearly 200 complaints of the sledgehammer heads coming off. The recall involves certain fiberglass sledgehammers under the brands DeWalt, Stanley, Fat Max, and Craftsman. Consumers are being told to stop using the sledgehammers and contact Stanley Black & Decker to receive a full refund. Models and serial numbers of the affected hammers are available on the Consumer Product Safety Commission website. Dave Packer, wow. ABC News. Okay, yeah. so, so you got to, well... No date. He didn't give a date. Yeah, you got to go find your serial... Well, I mean, it does kind of tie in what we're talking about with, uh, with sports fans with heads loosening and detaching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was thinking honestly the exact same thing when I listened to that story for the second time just now. I was thinking, that's going to tie into what uh, Reed's talking yeah, about tonight. It ties in, ties in uh, beautifully. What What are your thoughts on on the, your team that uh, that you like, the Boston Bruins? You know, before that, when's the last time you and I worked together in the evening? 
Well, it's been too long. I like when you work in yeah, the evening. Pre-pandemic. Here. It's got to be pre-pandemic oh, for way, you. Oh, probably, yeah. Way before then, Kellen, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be at least four or five years anyway because I was stuck on the morning thing, right, for right. a few years, but I get to sleep in a little bit now. Anyway, the Boston Bruins, the Boston... I'm. Uh, I was. I was texting Shea Ganim quite a bit last night during the game because, as you also know, he's a huge Bruin, uh, Bruins fan like I am, and I'm nervous. I have to admit, Reed, I'm a little bit nervous. I, they they need to get uh, Bergeron back. Uh, Pasternak is. He disappeared last night, but he's a big chicken anyway most of the time. Oh, jeez, Rick. Well, sorry, but he is. He's got a great. He'd probably shot. win the Hart Trophy if McDavid weren't in the league. Well, yeah, although I heard somebody say just the other day, and I think it was on the air here at 6.30, Ched, that he'd put uh, Matthew Kachuk on his ballot if it wasn't for McDavid. Was that Stoffer that said that? Uh, no, I said that. You well, no, I think my three would be McDavid, Pasternak, and Kachuk. I did say, now, look, as like some people take the predictions really seriously. Yes, I, yes. I don't i mean they're kind of for fun but i was like no one's gonna pick the panthers i'll pick the panthers why not well i took it very seriously I thought well because i serious. picked florida in seven but i did say Ugh. i i did say Ugh. that i was I, I said the panthers could be all wrong for the bruins because of their style the bruins have sickness yes, and i did yes. say i think matthew kachuk is the best player in the series and from what I've seen bits and pieces, because I'm doing Oilers' face-off show. Yes. But from what I've seen, he's looked pretty good. You know, I, I admit that. I don't like him very much as a player, but he's been very good in this series. There's no question about that. I mean, it's only two games. But as I mentioned a moment ago, my club needs to get Bergeron back. They need to get on track. I mean, they really, they miss the captain when he's not uh, even on the bench. Uh, and Jim Montgomery last night, sorry. Did you see much of the game at all last night? Probably not, because you were reading. Yeah, not too too no. much. I mean, there's we got screens around me, yeah. but I try to generally f- focus on that. <laughs> well, of course. Yeah. Well, I, I I said to again Ganim last night, texting him, that Montgomery looked confused. He really did look. Florida looked pretty good last night, and and Ulmark looked awful. So I'm well, see that's concerned. and that's the thing about the goaltending, and that's why. I was a little perplexed at how many calls or texts I got or I saw people from other markets saying, well, there's no way Skinner can do it. And I thought to myself, mm-hmm. okay, there are there actually aren't that many experienced playoff goaltenders in this year's postseason. No, you're right. I, I mean, what, what, what Allmark and Swayman, what were they at, seven games combined, combined coming in? Combined, combined. Yeah. Corpus Allo's at nine combined now. So I mean, this isn't this isn't Stuart Skinner with zero games against you know 2001 Patrick Waugh with a hundred playoff games or whatever you know. That's right. So, and and I thought now again the Florida guy, <laughs> Lion, and he let in a really bad goal in the first game. Sure did. And I, I asked Joaquin Gage that last night on the Faceoff Show. I said, well, if you were a Panther player. Are you appreciative of how he's been playing, but also in the back of your mind, you're thinking, oh, he's been in the minors most of his life. When does he turn into that guy again? <laughs> so, you know, that could swing the, the other way. But, yeah, I, I and I'm not just picking on you because, you know, I, sometimes I'm a little cheeky with you about the Bruins. I, I really thought they were going to be pushed in this series. Well, um, I think you're right, and I didn't think they would be at all, but I'm concerned, as I mentioned now for the third time, they have their hands full with this Florida club. I mean, you can set all the records you want, 65 wins and all the other things that they did. 
but it's such a cliche but it is a whole new season yeah totally you know? so yeah i'm a little I, I try not to worry but i am concerned we'll see what happens tomorrow night all right hey i'll let you get back to work randy no you don't even have to do that you know what i'm gonna go do i'm gonna go downstairs and meet a doordash driver and pick <laughs> up my, get my food <laughs> that's amazing thanks for hopping on you betcha thanks bye <laughs> that's randy kilbert down the hallway in our news department okay yeah six one Leafs uh, three minutes into the third period they're cruising tonight so it looks like the uh, Leafs and the Lightning are going to trade lopsided wins to start off this series so uh, look a, a little bit at some of the trends here for the Oilers when we get back to Inside Sports. <laughs> Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Hello. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Is that the number, Kellen? It is the number. I, ju- I, I just to talk and I, text. I just said the number and I give it out so much I never think about it. And I was just wait a minute, is that the right number? Yeah, that's uh, the correct number. Uh, that is the number. Okay. Well, what else do we have coming in tonight? Oh, he's got texts on uh, still superstitions during Oilers games and uh, you name it here. But this first one made me laugh. It was from Roly. He says we need Craig Muni to step out of retirement and take out two Kings out of the game, and that's why the Oilers won that series that they were scared of. I guess. Fair enough. Something like that. <laughs> Uni was a big hitter. I interviewed him a couple years ago. It was mm-hmm. nice to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, Jillian texts in and says, watch deferred period on TV on Monday. After listening to the first two periods on Ched, we lost. But last night she listened to the game entirely on Ched, and we won. Coincidence? I think not. All right. Fair enough. Tyler I, I, I actually think it is a coincidence. But <laughs> that's, that's okay. Uh, Tyler texts in and says, Guys, I've never had anxiety strong enough to prevent myself from participating while watching the games. I get that some people, however, can't handle it all the time. The only reason I don't actually watch the games is because of, because of some guys named Bob Stoffer, Jack Michaels, Cam Moon, Reed Wilkins, and Rob Brown. He also adds that little thinker uh, emoji, the, the you know, the little guy that's thinking well we appreciate that if uh, you're listening to us for sure uh i yeah i i I don't know i i haven't had any i I thought maybe because as you know kelvin when when we do okay here's a topic if people want to jump in we never know how it's going to go sometimes i think i i might sort of have an idea because i kind of want to anticipate as much as i can where the show might go but also part of the fun for us is we don't really know I thought when we did this, I would get more we, that we would get more uh, feedback from people talking about other people in their lives, mm-hmm. saying, "Oh, well, my uncle, girlfriend, whatever, does this during a game, and I can't stand it, or I wish they would enjoy the game, or I don't know why they're so nervous." We didn't really get any of those. We got pretty much everybody talking about. Uh, what what they do but it, it i guess maybe it's more prevalent than i thought that some people even though they love the oilers might not watch or listen to or fully follow an oilers game just because they think that that's bad mojo mm-hmm. or it's just too difficult mm-hmm. 
I yes, don't know. it's it's it, but they're coming in a plenty tonight for sure. Uh, <laughs> Sam texted. Sam made me laugh, and he's like, "Your buddy Doug needs some professional help." That's from Sam. I was like, "Oh." Well, Doug, I think <laughs> recognized that, and uh, yeah, it's. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and uh, I forget the uh, the fellow's name from Carstairs uh, that texted him, but he, he added one more thing, Reed. Whenever I cleaned a cat box, the Oilers win. I didn't clean the box on Monday. Uh, <laughs> I will not make a comment to that one because the ones that came to my mind, I... <laughs> I can't, can't use those words. <laughs> can't use that on radio. No. <laughs> Ryan texts in and says he started watching this team two years after the dynasty ended, and I've watched almost every freaking game since. There is no way I'm missing a moment of these playoffs. Yes. I've watched them lose for too many years to be such a wuss that I can't watch that's them the, win. That's the see that that's from, that's Ryan? from Ryan. That's Ryan, that's yeah. the that's the attitude I like. That's the one I understand. Again, not, to, not I can't say anybody's right or wrong. It's how you feel. But uh, that's the attitude I like. It, it, they got a chance. They got a chance. We've seen how they've played against L.A. We've seen how they've played basically since March 1st. They got a chance. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. Yeah. And last, uh, so five on five in this series, the, the Oilers have outshot the Kings 66-41, five on five. A lot of times recently, the Oilers weren't a very good five-on-five team in recent seasons. They've been the better team five-on-five. All situations, they're still out shooting the Kings, 77-59. The shot attempts, so this is the good old Corsi. Shots on goal, blocked shots, and shots that go wide. Mm -hmm. Once again, in favor of the Oilers five-on-five, 123-92. to That's a 57.2% Corsi. So of all the shots directed at the opponent's net in the game. In the first two games, the Oilers have 57.2% of them. That's pretty good. That should pay off in the long haul. According to Natural Stat Trick, the high danger chances, the grade A chances for the Oilers, five on five, 32-19. So, again, there are a lot of good trends in this series for the Oilers. And as Rob Brown pointed out last night, they have not trailed during the game. Now, yes, they lost the game, so, you know, it's not like a, uh, don't they have that in some uh, car racing, Kellen, where whoever leads the most laps gets a point or two in the standings? Yeah, in some series do that. But, yeah. yes, um, but the Oilers have not trailed during gameplay in the series, so, so that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I know they have had the Kings come back, but if you lead 2 nothing. After the first period, mo- like you're putting the other team on the back heel most of the time. And I think you've heard Todd McClellan, you know, between the two games and after the game last night, basically say, you know, we, we can't fall behind. And he was asked about the Kings starting poorly last night. And he also said, well, you also have to give the Oilers credit. They're coming out and starting games well. Mm-hmm. The save percentage in this series, Skinner is at 898. So I guess a little subpar for him. Corpusala was at 9.21. And, you know, if I were talking about this from a King's point of view, then I would probably be saying if Corpusala has an average game, that could be a five or six goal night for the Oilers if they keep playing the way they have been. Um, I know JP called in last night, predicted a 7-1 Oilers win. 
in uh, in game three. We'll, we'll see. He did nail a 6 nothing prediction last season between games one and two. Mm-hmm. So, look, I, I just think, and I've said this before, if the Oilers keep going the way they have been and they don't beat themselves, so no egregious turnovers uh, and, and limit the penalties, which has been an issue in this series, I think they've been a little... Uh, you know, some of the offensive zone penalties or the trips, I think you, you got to back away from those. Um, if they keep limiting the mistakes and not handing LA opportunities, then I think they got a pretty good chance because I think they are hard to beat if both teams are playing straight up. Fight here. Uh, Janot against Shen. Leafs and Lightning. Uh, Janot in the penalty box, uh, interacting a little bit with some of the fans, uh, Leafs fans next to the penalty box. So that's getting a little rowdy. Toronto completely in control, leading it 6-1. Good fight. With 11. It was a good fight. They were throwing up. There were several punches, probably more punches connected than in five average fights combined mm-hmm. than you'd see in the National Hockey League. So that was a good one. Remember about our super fan contest on uh, the contest page on 630chat.com. We want to send somebody to Game 5 on Tuesday, so go nominate somebody, and uh, they and a guest will get to go to the game. We're going to announce the winner during Chelsea on Ched. On, uh, I guess it'll be on Tuesday. It's said on Wednesday here, but I guess that'll be Game Five Tuesday, right, Kellen? Yeah, it'll be on Tuesday. Yeah, on Tuesday. Okay, so seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Dave Campbell's going to check in when we get back.